Good evening, and welcome to the Pine View's Wednesday Night Bible Study. Uh, we're here today, uh, my wife Brenda Meadows, Anthony Meadows. We're here today to share a teaching with you on spiritual maturity. And our subtopic for today is, it's already done. I need you to say that with me. It's already done. It's already done as a, a mindset. When you enter into the things of God, you have to know that from the beginning, God had provided everything we need to survive, everything we need to prosper in this world. And it's already done. It's already done. And when we come to God, we come to him from that position that it's already done. We don't come in a position of, oh, Lord, please, if you think you might want to, you know, help us out on this situation. If you know the will of God, which is found in his word, you will understand that God has already provided everything we need in this world to succeed mm -hmm. and to help us to grow and walk in a closer walk with each other and with him. It's already done. It's already done. I need you guys to say that. It's already done. It's already done. And we're going to start off with uh, our first scripture. And Brenda, if you would read that for us, coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascend to God for his glory. God does, he always does what he says. His word is sure. His promises, you can bank on it. And it's that mindset, if God said it, it's so. Amen. But there's also another caveat with it. God has said a lot, but there's a key that goes along with it. You must believe it. I didn't read verse 25. Okay, go ahead. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, he has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Yeah, and, it, and the King James, it says it's our earnest. Yes. Like if you go to purchase a house, they'll ask for earnest money deposit. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is what is our deposit, that first taste. When God puts his Holy Spirit on the inside of our spirit, it is like a guarantee that we can walk into the things of God. Because you have to understand, it's God that did the work all along. 
And our key to the activation of this is believing, which is called faith. Amen. And let's uh, go to the next slide. Hebrews 11, 1 through, feet, 1 through 3. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So where did it come from? Came from God. And how did God do it? According to science, he suspended the earth on an axis in midair. <laughs> well, the Bible says he did it through his word. Amen. God spoke the world into existence. Mm -hmm. And in, in his mind, he, it was already done. So let's look at this. Uh, faith is, shows the reality of what we hope for, and it is the evidence of the things we cannot see. When we have the promises of God, when God says, you know, by his stripes you were healed, in order for us to activate that, there is a belief system that has to go in. We might not see the healing in manifestation right now, but healing was provided for us when the finished works of the cross were completed, mm -hmm. when Jesus hung on the cross, right? Right. So it is our position to say that our healing is already done and we're required to take a stance to be firm in our belief, not by what we see, by what we believe, that our healing is already done and then we will appropriate that through our belief. Let's go to uh, the next one. Hebrews 10 and verse 10. Okay, before you read that, the reason why I wanted to back up and go back to chapter 10 from chapter 11 uh, in the beginning of this, especially in the King James, it says, and now faith is. And when the Bible was originally written, it wasn't divided in chapters and verses. So in order to get back to the context of what all this was leading up to, we're going to step back a few, few verses and pull that in and see how it was already done for us. Okay. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Stop. God can be trusted to keep his promise. Do you really believe that? Amen. If, now, I'm just going to be just honest. If you don't believe that God can be trusted to keep his promise, you're wasting your time. You know, a lot of people say, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I guess you won't believe it then. We have to trust God. We have to, you know, on the Amplified, it says we have to lean, we have to rely on God. Mm -hmm. If he said it, it settles it. 
Okay, go ahead. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, there was a whole lot said in that, that verse. So let's, let's step back and kind of, kind of go through that a little bit. Uh, wait, let us think of ways to motivate each other to good works. How would we do that? What does that look like? How would you motivate somebody to, to do something that was good? Usually the law of sowing and reaping, right? Whatever you put out is normally what you get back. If you put out love, you put, if you put out care and concern about somebody else, usually that's reciprocated. So we should be, as a group, now we're talking about being mature. So that means even when I don't feel like it, I need to be loving and kind. I need to be thinking about somebody else more than I'm thinking about myself. Right. Right. I think um, showing how to show uh, good works and love is just sometimes through our words. Just through. Um, I work with children every day and children really try your patience. So I find myself sometimes just saying the same thing, the same tone over and over and over. And it just becomes like a monologue. And, and sometimes I have to say I do go on autopilot because I don't want to just get out of character with little people, right? So sometimes in order to keep from doing that, I will just pretty much go on autopilot in order to stay in love and to stay, to keep, to uh, manifest those good works. Because children, you know, you can tell them all day, do this, do this, and do that. But at the same time, they are watching what you do and what you say more than they're watching what you what you do more than what you say and so even to the point to where uh i i started this one saying and i i think i said it one time and now this little boy he says it all the time and i just simply said one day i said to him are you kidding me and now that's all he says. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And so I, even that, I have to be so mindful at what I'm saying and to these to these little children all the time because they mimic more of what I do and how I respond to them than what I say. And I always say that if they can move me off of that square, to get me up here, then I've already lost the battle. So I have to try to, you know, and, and I go there, but at the same time, it's like you, you still have to find yourself bringing it back down and trying to operate in a manner that they can benefit from. I also had another thought, a way of showing concern to others is making yourself transparent. To other people. First, you have to allow people in to get to know you. A lot of times, you know, you know, in a large church, you know, we'll come in and you know go through our 
spiritual calisthenics. I'm, but I don't mean it in a, in a bad way. But, you know, there, there's a certain vibe that, you know, we go through church, we praise, we worship, you know, we get a good word, we listen to that word. But how are we hearing? And that's key. Are we hearing with the intent to obey? The words that come across this pulpit, the words that come from the Bible, are we looking at it as a conversation that we're having? And by hearing, we're going to act. In the uh, New James, you talk about hearken unto my voice. New Testament? You said New James. I mean King James. King James. It says hearken, and hearken means to hear and do. Mm -hmm. We're not just supposed to come back and sit Okay, yeah, we're in Bible study. Okay, that sounds good, brother. We're supposed to come back and look. What can I take from this to apply it to my everyday life? And, you know, we live in a world right now where even though you could be in a crowd, you can be alone. We have find ways to isolate ourselves. We're not as social as we used to be, even though most of you guys are you know, looking at stuff on this, but that's just an image. But it takes time to sit down and talk to a person and listen to them and open yourself up and allow the Holy Spirit to let you hear even what they're not saying and try to hone in and meet the need. Uh, we work to alter, you know, with prayer. And I usually what I ask people, what do you want me to agree with you about that you're going to God with. Because uh, I don't say I want to pray for you. I want to pray along with you. And, you know, that way they'll tell you, and they may say one thing, but you know that's not the real issue behind it. So the Holy Spirit will allow you to hear, hear that person's heart, even if you don't hear the exact words that they're saying. And we should be sensitive to one another. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens, right? And that means that nobody should be walking alone carrying a load. But we have to make an atmosphere where a person can feel free to expose themselves and not feel that everybody is up in your business. But we're really here truly because we love you and we care for you. So that, you know, there's a lot of that encouragement. And we can't do this unless we come together. That's why, you know, gathering together in our meetings is important. And I know everybody's busy. I'm busy. Uh, we're all busy. But we have to take time to reach out to one another. Right. Amen? Amen? You know why? Because it's already done. <laughs> it is. Amen. Amen. And, you know, when, when I think about it already being done, so I think in terms of when something is already done, that's when we rest, right? When you don't have to toil, you don't have to stress, you don't have to try to make the way for yourself. You have to think in terms of when Jesus went on the cross, he paid it all. So therefore, everything that I need is already done. Now, the way that things manifest in our lives, sometimes um, 
um, doesn't seem like it's already done because some of the things that we're asking for might not be in the will of God. So then we have to learn to pray the scripture back to God. So when we pray the scripture back to God, then we can see, we, we, are, we are encountering and we're seeking his perfect will. Because praying the scripture back to him, back to him is his perfect will. So then I also think about when it's already done, Okay, so we as Christians that have been born again, we have to look at it as, think about before the fall, how things were before the fall. So God provided everything that Adam needed before the fall. And then he provided a home and everything before the woman came on the scene. So when we look at things being already done, then we can, that's why we, that's why that song said, let's get back to Eden sitting on top of the world. That's why it says that because the mindset is before the fall. And so when you look at Jesus coming and then him rectifying everything and him removing sin, then we, as Christians, we have a mindset to take our minds back to that Eden place to where it's already done. Amen. Amen. And even in the creation story, I might have mentioned this before, man didn't arrive on the scene until everything he needed was here. Mm -hmm. And did you know that the same things that we use today were here back in the beginning of creation? Amen. Anything that we use is made from something that's been created by God already. Mm -hmm. that was already here. Amen. Uh, they found penicillin. Penicillin was here in the molded bread all along, but man didn't have the wisdom to pull it out. Mm -hmm. And then when they found it, there's a cure for cancer that's already, that's here, already here. That men have to pull the wisdom from God to find it. Uh, you know, this latest thing they're talking about, artificial intelligence and all that. Do you think God is surprised with all this? Because whatever they're using to create this, it's already here. In my job, I create electricity from the natural resources, time, temperature, and turbulence are the things that create electricity. I take a raw fuel, coal, where well, it used to be coal back in the day, we use natural gas now, and turn the coal to water, take coal and burn it, and turn that heat from the coal to heat up the water to create steam. To use that steam to turn a turbine that will turn a generator that will bring electricity to your house. Mm -hmm. I even worked in a nuclear plant where they dropped rods in water where it heated up the water that had the, the little atoms and stuff in them and it causes the turbine to spin from the heat, from the fusion from it, which we have electricity here. Mm -hmm. So, and electricity travels down the line and it comes to your house. Without electricity, these won't work. Right. They found out now you can use solar power to kind of create that. But yet and still, where did the sun come from? I think that was created on the first or second day, wasn't it? <laughs> Let there be light or something like that. So there's nothing new. No. God has put everything we need right here. Amen. And he said, if anybody lack wisdom, do what? Let them ask God. Mm -hmm. So... We need the things that we don't have 
that, that the problems that we see, let's thank and we pray believing that we receive those things that we pray for. So I always pray, thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. for giving us the wisdom to find those cures for cancer. Right. I thank you, Lord, that these diseases are eradicated in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't pray, oh, Lord, if you think if it's your will mm -hmm. for you to, you know, kindly look down on you. Okay, I won't do that. But <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. God desires for us to have dominion over this planet. Mm -hmm. Not over each other, mm -hmm. but over this planet and all the resources that are in it. Mm -hmm. We're the stewards. We have Amen. to take care of it. Amen. So it's already done. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the next scripture. I got a this is a this is very interesting because I was going back up into uh, chapter ten and they were talking about how the book of Hebrews is written to the Hebrews, the who those that were Jews, right? And they came up under the law of Moses. And now they're going into a new covenant. So Paul was explaining to them how this works. And it says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Now, I see a whole bunch of preachers pull this one scripture out and, you know, go on a tangent. But what they're talking about is animal sacrifices. Jesus did away with the animal sacrifices. There is no more sacrifices. They had to go year to year, you know, to get their sins atoned for by the killing of animals, which were a shadow and type of Jesus to come. Because they could never make a person right. But Jesus, his blood sacrifice put us in right position once and for all. And Jesus not getting back up on the cross again. When he got when he was done, when he was up there, what did he was the last thing he said? It is finished. It is finished. He, or he could have said, "It's already done." <laughs> you know. Amen. So we we thank God that we live at this time, looking back to the cross and what was appropriated on the cross, and even after the cross, His resurrection, and now we can have that newness of life. And so let's go to the next. Is this yeah, yeah, this is uh, 1035. Okay. I don't think that one's on there. Yeah, it's the last one. Okay, go ahead. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Wait a minute. Is that the right one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great reward? Did you hear that? If you trust God, there is a great reward. Okay, go ahead. Patient endurance is what patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all he has promised. Continue? Uh, yeah, go ahead. For in a little while the coming one will come and not delay. 
and my righteous one will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. And I like the way the King James reads uh, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live like it's already done. The just will live like they believe in the finished works of the cross that Jesus has done for us. That is how we're supposed to live. It is a position, it's a mindset. It's already done. As we talked about our prayer life, our love walk, we have to walk in a way that it's already done. 39. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. And in the King James, but we are not them who draw back onto perdition, but of them that believe, that trust, that rely. Mm -hmm. Put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus. I mean, it's, it's not deep. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be deep with this. If you trust him, and that's your motivation behind your actions, your, your love walk, your prayer life, your giving, uh, all the things that we do, your worship, it will, it will cause a reward. There is a reward in it. Uh, let's go to the next one. Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Go ahead. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided to advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to him through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and gave him, and it gave him great pleasure. Okay, King, in the King James it reads... Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, see that word hath, H-A-T-H, that means he already did it. Not, he's going to bless you. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Bless me, Lord. That's a prayer of unbelief. Because it right here says he's already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, where is heavenly places in Christ? Where does Christ live? If you're filled with his spirit, he dwells on the inside of you. Amen. So those heavenly places are dwelling on the inside of you. Amen. And then he gives us some promises, says, whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Amen. And whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Amen. So he's given us all spiritual blessings. He's given us the ability to pray in a heavenly language. Amen. That we can pray things that we don't even understand. And knowing that we're praying the perfect will of God. Amen. 
And it's not because of what we've done, it's because of what he did. He, according as he had chosen us in him, when? When did God choose us? Before. <laughs> the foundations of the world. Wait a minute. God already chose you. You know what? God knew you would be here today. He's not surprised by that. God knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's in your heart. And it's him that's drawing you. He said, no man come to God except God draws him first. And it says, according as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy, without blame, before him in love. Not become holy, that we are holy. When we receive Christ, we are made holy. Now, our mind, our will, and our emotion has to be renewed. That's the, that's the, yeah, that's the part of the process that we're going through. Our chooser, our thinker, our feeler, all that has to be renewed and brought into under the obedience of the word of God. But our spiritual life, we know who we are. Having predestined us onto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So he adopted us into his family. Join heirs with Christ. I know you heard that before. Amen. If you're a joint heir with somebody and you're heirs to the kingdom, uh, what kind of what kind of children are you? Mm -hmm. I guess you're the kingdom kids, right? right. You're. I heard that you were a royal priesthood, Amen. a peculiar people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All of this is God's good pleasure for us to know that it is already done. It's His good pleasure. It's His will for us to know that it's already done. Satan, he tries to um, throw up smoke screens and show us, you know, and, and bring things to us that, you know, will sometimes try to shake us. But we have to stand firm in our faith. And we have to say, God, I know you didn't bring me this far to lead me. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And when we trust Jesus, he always comes through for us. Like I said, sometimes it's not like we think we want it or, or like we think it should be. But most of the time it's going to be either better for you or, or it's, going to, it's going to benefit you in a, in a more positive way than what we even desire sometimes. Because it is his good pleasure to give us the desires of our heart. So God wants us to trust him and just believe that it's already done. Because when we trust him and we believe that it's already done, then that it takes us from faith to faith to faith. We can go from faith to faith to faith, recognizing that God, by, by us trusting him, he just takes us step by step by step to higher heights and deeper depths in him. Okay, and our last screen. This is Ephesians 2 and 8. Uh, 8 through 10. And it reads, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Amen. Not of works, lest any man should boast. 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, Amen. which God hath before, remember they go that word, hath, H-A-T-H, before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. And just read it in this New Living Translation, Brenda. Sure. God saved you by his grace when you believe, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Wait a minute. Long ago. Long ago. So it was already done. Mm -hmm. His plans. Mm -hmm. And we have to cooperate with his plans. Amen. Obedience to what God says right here is us following him into the waters of baptism. Mm -hmm. Obedience is us receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Obedience is us turning our back or not just turning our back, but changing our mind, which is repentance. You know, some people say repentance is godly sorrow, but repentance is more of a change of mind to rethink. Just I always say the pen is like the penthouse, the upstairs, to rethink your position and line up with God. Amen. So when we line up with God, and when and if we believe Him, we'll obey Him. Amen. And He said. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins, mm -hmm. and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the promise, promise is not just for you. It's for your children and your children's children. To many of them that God called, even to them that are far off. Amen. So, God had a plan, and the only way we miss out on this if we don't believe it. If we choose not to operate, if we choose to operate in unbelief. Mm -hmm. But when we believe and we have the corresponding action of our belief, not a work, but the corresponding action of our belief, you can't pray yourself to be good enough. You have to believe what Jesus did makes you right. And it's your belief and your faith in the finished works of the cross that puts us in the position to receive the promises of God, which are always yes. Amen. And there's a lot of promises. By his stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you shall not lack anything. Give, and it shall be given back to you. Pressed down, good measure, running over. You know, you know if anybody lack wisdom, let them ask God. Amen. All these things Amen. belong to you as a believer. So, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God. We thank you for your love, your kindness. We thank you for your plan. Yes. And, Lord, help our unbelief, Lord. Yes. That we would believe and rely and trust on you. Mm -hmm. Lord, that we would look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, God. Lord, knowing that in you we have complete confidence and that you have made us to be able to sit with you in heavenly places. Because you, you said it in your word. And we appropriate everything that the blood of Jesus has provided for us. We appropriate healing. Anybody out there listening right now, and if you have an issue in your body, put your hand on your chest right now, and I, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Let it be activated by your faith in the finished works of the blood of Jesus. Lord, I, 
I thank you for touching the bodies right now. Yes. Lord, you touched them over 2,000 years ago. I, I thank you for the manifestation of the works that you've done, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you that they walk in health, that they walk in peace. Yes, we thank you, Lord, that those marriages that are going bad right now, that they're turning around. We thank you, Lord, that you're bringing husbands and wives together. We thank you, Lord, right now that you're bringing children and their parents together. Yes, we thank you that you're breaking down divisions, Lord, yes, that there's a the spirit of unity and peace that's being loose right now as we pray. Thank you, Lord, God. we thank you that those that have lack, Lord, that they will no longer be in lack because they're going to look to you. Thank you. Lord, they're going to trust you right yes, now God. to be their provider. In the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody amen. say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.